Hello to you all, coming to you from my study to your living room. Thanks for inviting me. The first person I prayed for who needed healing was almost 40 years ago. Debbie and I were in a meeting. It was in a large tent on Chorleywood Common. And Debbie's father, David Pitches, gave out some words of knowledge like we do in our services here. He'd never done it before. But one of those words was for somebody who had been injured in an accident, injured their leg, and that it was not getting better. And we saw a young man just walk up down the aisle, came up to the front with a walking stick. And when David said anyone who wants to, to pray would, you know, could come up and pray, we shot out of our seats, we went straight to him, and we were joined by a couple of older people who were more experienced than we were. This is our first ever time. And he told us that he had been in a motorcycle accident, he'd broken his leg, and it wasn't healing up. And uh, we prayed for him there, and all the pain instantly went. One of these others sensed that the Lord may be saying something else, that the uh, had, he had a problem with his shoulder and so asked him that and he said yes my shoulder was torn in that accident and it's not getting better and so we prayed for his shoulder and all the pain went. So one of the others then asked him if he knew Jesus and he said um, no I was just walking on the common and I saw this huge tent and so I slipped in the back to see what was going on and someone said there's a young man who's injured his leg and it's not getting better and uh, they said I should come up the front so I'm here. And so they quickly explained the gospel and asked him if he would like to receive Jesus's gift of salvation, to commit his life to following Jesus. And he said, yes, I would. And so they led him to Christ right there. And I can still see that young man in my mind's eye. He's walking to the back and outside the tent there, uh, totally pain-free, swinging his walking stick and feeling over the moon that he had accidentally walked into that tent. And we were probably more amazed, honestly, than he was. Today we're going to be continuing our series, Acts from Acts, which explores how we can grow in the characteristics which were demonstrated by the first church, the church in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. And in particular, I want to look at one verse in the little passage, the paragraph that we're looking at in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. I'm just going to focus in on verse 43. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Everyone was filled with awe. The experience of being in that church was just awesome. And as we read through the book of Acts, we, we, we're amazed at some of the things which they saw. You know, crowds came to hear the good news about Jesus, bringing those who were sick and lame. And it tells us vast numbers of people were miraculously healed. People were raised from the dead. You know, in the first century, they understood death. They understood what a dead body looked like. They very often buried them within the day. And we can be confident these accounts, therefore, are true. Peter prayed and then he told a dead woman to get up, which she then did. When a guy fell asleep during a long sermon, which the Apostle Paul was preaching, and he fell out of a window, a third story window, they said they picked him up dead. Paul went down and raised him back to life. And the disciples, you know, they were miraculously set free from prison. Their chains fell off, doors blew open by angels and earthquakes. And to the shock of those who saw it, Paul wasn't harmed by a potentially fatal snake bite um, when he was bitten on the hand. And you can see why this verse tells us that everyone was filled with awe. 
because it must have been, you know, amazing. People being blown away all the time, just witnessing one of those incredible miracles. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs. Wonders are events which are inspiring, inexplicable, awesome. You know, they're wonderful things that, that in, the, in the true meaning of the word. There are things which make you wonder. And signs point towards something. They point towards that God is near and is working supernaturally. The early church saw things which filled them with wonder. Signs which pointed towards God. The same power which filled those in Jerusalem in the first century with awe and wonder is still available today. God is still powerful. He's still acting in wonderful and wondrous ways, doing awesome things through his followers. And even in these difficult circumstances, we're seeing God do amazing things just in recent weeks. After the lockdown, one of our youth mentioned on uh, their WhatsApp small group there that she had hurt her back and a number of the group prayed for her and as they did so they texted back on the WhatsApp you know praying now and the pain in her back completely disappeared. Two weeks ago at the 9.15 service a woman responded to a word given about chest pain and she pressed the request prayer button and as the person praying typed that prayer for them all her pain left her. Marvellous. Last Sunday, Debbie read out a number of words of knowledge which some of our pastors had sent in, little snippets of information about who the Lord wanted to bless. And one was for a woman called Ruth. And the sense was that God was saying to her, the Lord sees your struggles and he'll be your strength and your comforter. And Debbie received an email later that day from someone called Ruth who had been watching us online. And she'd been feeling overwhelmed at work. She'd been praying that week that God would strengthen her. And as you can imagine, she was really, really encouraged by that word. Last Sunday, during the ministry time, Debbie was encouraging people to actually place a hand on the part of their body that was in pain. And Sophia had a really bad toothache and she put her hand on the tooth. All the pain totally left. And we've been hearing multiple stories from around the Vineyard Churches in the UK and Ireland of people being healed during online services and Facebook live streams, and including someone who uh, recorded a prayer on their phone for their friend who had tinnitus and then just emailed that sound file to them. They played the recording and the tinnitus instantly stopped. Just a little glimpse of the amazing things that God is doing just now in recent weeks. Now, it would be easy for us perhaps to believe that God only performs miracles, does extraordinary signs and wonders through particularly amazing people, like really special, really super anointed people. And this verse says that these wonders were done, these signs were done, performed by the apostles, referring to the small group of guys who were selected by Jesus as his first followers. But while evidently the apostles were key players in what was happening, as we read further in the book of Acts, we see that others saw similar things happen through them. For instance, if we look in chapter 6 of the book of Acts and verse 8, we find this. These guys uh, were selected to feed the Grecian widows, the Greek widows. And so the, two of these guys, Stephen and then Philip. Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, 
performed great wonders and signs among the people. If we then go to chapter 8 and verse 6, when the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. I'm not surprised. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many who were paralysed or lame were healed. And then in Acts 9, we see a guy called Ananias who hears from God really clear instructions to go to this particular house and pray for a guy who has been blinded by seeing an incredibly bright light. And so he went in, he laid hands on him, and this guy's name was Saul. He was instantly healed, got his sight back. And Saul, that was a guy who later changed his name or his name was changed to Paul, the Apostle Paul. Signs and wonders were always supposed to be a part of the expectation of Jesus' followers. If we have a look in Matthew chapter 10, we find this, that Jesus sent out his 12 disciples. And this is what it says. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven, also known as the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal those who are ill, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. And then in Luke 10, he sent out 72 of his followers with a very similar commission to this. And they came back really excited at what they had seen happen. And then the last command, which is recorded for us in the Gospels, which Jesus gave to his disciples, is this. This is Matthew 28 and verse 19. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Everything he had commanded them. What would that include? He, he commanded them to heal the sick, to drive out demons, to cleanse lepers, even, yes, to raise the dead. And here he commanded them to teach those who were in due course going to become disciples, and that incidentally includes us, to do everything he had commanded them. Signs and wonders were supposed to be a part of the life of a disciple of Jesus. And especially in the majority world where there's less of a sort of Western scepticism, miracles are happening and have done through history. And there are really reliable accounts of dead people being raised back to life by followers of Jesus. We have an expression in the vineyard, everyone gets to play. And so if you would call yourself a Christian, that means you. I want to encourage all of us today, no matter how young in the faith that we are, uh, you know, new to our relationship with Jesus, to press into this invitation, to partner with God, to step out and have a go. And it's, it's worth noting that many of us who have stepped out in this way, we know that it doesn't always go to plan. A few months ago, my hairdresser told me that he was due to have surgery for a very painful condition. He was in constant pain and he was booked in actually to have an operation. And I said, um, from he's cut my hair and I'm in the chair, I said, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. Can I pray for you? I've seen people healed, not everyone, but I'd be happy to give it a go. It won't be, don't worry, it won't be weird and it won't take very long. And he said, okay. So as I finished paying, I said, let me pray now. So we moved a little bit away, uh, just a few paces from the other hairdressers and, and, and the other customers. And I laid a hand on his shoulder and I commanded the condition to be healed, all the pain to go in the name of Jesus. 
it was a little bit awkward, you know, praying for the boss in the middle of his salon, but I, I felt I should go for it. Now, nothing apparently happened. And shortly after that, he went ahead and he had the surgery. And this sort of situation has happened to me many, many times. I've seen some people amazingly healed. But most times that I've prayed for people in a shop or on a street, when I've asked if anything has improved, often the answer is no, can't feel any difference. Sometimes I've sensed I've got a you know, word of knowledge for someone and uh, I've been on a plane or I've been in a restaurant. And, and when I've offered it, uh, very often again, it's meant nothing whatsoever to them. Slightly embarrassing, but at, at least I tried. Over the four decades that I've prayed for people, uh, I've seen some miraculously healed. And I pray for others and they've not received healing. I've been prayed for myself many times. I was healed once of pneumonia, which I was told I'd be signed off for work for five or six weeks. And then within 24 hours from having someone pray for me, I was completely uh, well. But I've also, I had a condition for 14 years, a chronic condition. No matter who prayed for me, nothing seemed to change there. And, you know, I pray for a lot of people. And many of them have not Got, got healed. I, I have instances, I've done funerals for dear friends with a broken heart. As I shared last time I spoke, we live in this tension of the, the now and the not yet of the kingdom of God. God's will being done and God's will not being fully done. You know, not everybody we pray for gets healed. You might be thinking, well, I get that the apostles and others in the early church, they, they saw signs and wonders, and, but we just don't see that kind of thing really today. It's certainly nowhere near that level. But, you know, they experience the same tension as we do of the kingdom of God being present but not being fully realised. It may encourage you to know that not everyone the apostles prayed for got healed. For instance, Paul, who I mentioned earlier, who prayed for that guy who fell out the third story window and died, Evidently, he prayed for people who didn't get well because he, he includes a couple of his friends who he mentions by name. Epaphroditus had been ill and evidently he got better eventually, but it seems his illness was over a period of time and he almost died. You can bet Paul prayed for him many, many times with no evident result. His friend Trophimus was so ill that he couldn't continue traveling with Paul and he had to leave him behind. I know, you know, that, that some of you are unwell or you have loved ones who are, and you've not been healed. Perhaps you've had a condition for forever and you've been prayed for by so many people and it's not gone away. Perhaps you suffer anxiety, you've been prayed for, you've not experienced any, any sense of peace as a result. Many of us have prayed for breakthrough in our lives or the lives of people that we care deeply about and our prayers are not apparently being answered and this is really hard but what is certain amongst all the uncertainties regarding ministering and praying for people and seeing people healed and seeing signs and wonders all the uncertainties one thing certain and that is if we don't step out and take risks we will not see God doing signs and wonders God uses people who try. He's looking for people who are willing to step out in faith and to live what Jordan Sang, a pastor from Hawaii, calls a life of try. A life of try. If we don't try, if we don't take the risk and pray for someone who needs healing, 
we won't see people healed. If we do, <clears throat> if we do, excuse me, I'll have a glass of water here. Step out, take those risks, offer to pray for people. We will see people healed. I wouldn't be able to share the stories I mentioned earlier if people hadn't tried. God isn't looking for a 100% success rate. He's looking for people who are available to him to be used by him. God wants our availability. He doesn't expect us to get it right all the time. He wants us to be willing to try. Now more than ever, perhaps, people need those of faith who are willing to try. And I believe there's an invitation for us all today to, to not disqualify ourselves because of where we think we're at in our faith or the situation we're in, but or that we've never seen someone healed when we pray for them. Don't disqualify ourselves, but be people who are willing to press into stepping out, to make ourselves available, to partner with God in seeing him do many wonders and miraculous signs. Our current situation doesn't stop God from moving. It shouldn't stop us from partnering in what God wants to do. I believe that God will do amazing things in this time and he wants us to be a part of that. Even though we're, we're socially distanced and therefore we can't physically lay hands on someone and pray for them, we can still pray for them over the phone or over Zoom. We can still record a prayer on our phone and email it to them. We can still text someone if we sense we've got a prophetic word or some insight, some encouragement for them. Uh, and of course, our team is waiting right now, is willing to pray for you. If you're, if you're watching church uh, on the Church Online platform and you'd like to click on the request prayer button, someone would love to pray for you. Who knows? You may receive healing today. Something amazing could happen in your life. In the book of Acts, people were in awe at the amazing signs and wonders that they saw. And God hasn't changed. And he's inviting us to partner with him with an expectation that we will see these things even today. God bless you all.